Good day and welcome to the 11th episode of the Fellowcast. And uh, I'm very excited today because with me I have Minyon Henning. Um, she is quite an accomplished person and she wouldn't want to boast about that, but she is the principal of the Little Fellowship. Um, she heads up the Pearl Sisterhood and she's also very much involved in most of the ministries at the Fellowship. And over and above that, she also has a day job. Uh, she does so many things. So today, we're going to speak to her about everything pertaining to life and godliness, <laughs> as the scriptures say. Welcome, Mignon. Thank you. Thank you, Valdo. It is Valdu. <laughs> you just changed my name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. Yeah, it's a privilege to be here. Yeah, Thank it's you. a privilege to have you. So just so that, so that the people out there know, the art behind this is just for them to get to know Mignon, what she does on a daily basis, and uh, it's really going to be fun to chat to you. So... So you, you juggle life and ministry and, and the corporate world on a daily basis. Um, tell, us, tell us more about what you do outside of your ministry involvement here at the fellowship. I, I have a day job. Sometimes I call it my real job, but I suppose it's not. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I work in a pharmaceutical company with my husband. My husband's been doing it for 15 years. And yeah, for the last six months, I have been working with him. Um, yeah, and that is my day job. I do the legal and the financial side of things. Um, that's my area of expertise. Mm. And yeah, I really love it. Yeah. So maybe tell us a bit more about that. I know you had a business before, before you started working with Yaku, your husband. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he's not going to punch me that I mentioned his name, but <laughs> people know his name. Um, yeah. What did you, what was your business before? Uh, what did you study? Because you mentioned something about law. Uh, you've got such yeah. a diverse background, so maybe share some of that. Well, I'm originally from Benoni. I'm actually quite proud of that. <laughs> um, and I went to Stellenbosch, I studied law, I studied at UCT, and then I did my articles at um, ENS in town. I worked I worked at a bank. I was actually um, a tax lawyer okay. um, for, for a few years, and I absolutely loved it. And around about 2006 or seven. I started a company with my sister and my stepdad, and the company was called is called Mamela Media, mm. and we built billboards and sold billboards um, in and around South Africa, mm. which was an amazing experience. I learned a lot. Um, it's a it's a real growth experience, uh, working with family, but also having your own business. Mm. Um, huge amounts of responsibility, but I think I learned more in the ten years that I was with Mamela than I did in all the years I was at school and studied. Sure. So it was a real it was a real growth thing for me and um yeah, you learn a lot about yourself when, when you live under that kind of pressure. Mm. And and at the moment you work with, with your husband, what is exactly that you that you do there, if I could um, the nice thing about it is he's the boss, it's his company. Yeah. So there definitely is less stress than I lived under for the last ten years. Mm. Um I've got three girls, uh, as you know, and I just find at this time in their lives they need me more yeah. than what they did when they were when they were younger. Yeah. So the responsibility is definitely less. I get to go to work in the mornings. Um, I do what I love. I love law. I love numbers. I love working with people. I love mm. managing staff. So I continue doing that. Um, it's a real blessing to work with my husband. Yeah. He he's extremely rational and logical, and he's amazingly good at detail. Um, and he's a fantastic businessman, and mm. he's really, I'm good at the things that he's not, 
and um, he's <laughs> very good at the <laughs> things that I'm not. So you complement each other well. Yeah, so, so it's been fun. You've moved out of mov- working with family <laughs> into almost working with, with closer family uh, where you are right now. Yes. And, and yes. I think, I mean, there's negatives to that, but there's also positives to that. And I think you obviously, you've seen both sides being yeah. in, in that kind of the corporate industry. But how did you end up um, so being so involved in ministry as you are? Um, and how do you balance that? Because obviously you're very busy outside of church life, so to speak. Um, what what got you to being so involved in, in ministry, specifically here at the fellowship? I joined the church, I think it was late 2007. Um, I joined the church and I grew up Catholic. So being being at the fellowship was was my first real experience of of seeing people live in the supernatural mm. and seeing people work in in conjunction with and with the Holy Spirit and collaborating with with Christ. Yeah. Um so that was really radical. Um I had deliverance, radical deliverance for <laughs> a lot of stuff. And I've been really blessed to to be taken under the wing or discipled by a really incredible woman. Mm. Um and and I have to I have to mention Jan Jan Foyun for those of you that know her, um, well do you know her? Mm. I was blessed to be discipled by her, and I saw things in women in this church and in people in this church that I was hungry for that yeah. I didn't have in my life, and I was like, Lord, I want what they've got. Sure. I want to walk in that healing. I want to walk in that victory. I want to walk in that power. Mm. And. Um, <coughs> there, there are a few women that stick out, and I'm, I'm going to mention them. Mm. Um, but Jan Foyun, who's really walked a long road with me, Jenny Bosman, when mm. I first started here, um, your mom Joy, mm. uh, took me under their wing, and I just knew I want what they want. Mm. So when they were at prayer meeting, I was at prayer meeting. <laughs> when they were washing teacups, I was washing teacups. Sure. If they were arranging pool events, I was. I was right there behind them. What can I do? Folding serviettes. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to catch what they had. Yeah. And it really is it's beautiful to hear that because you essentially got pulled into to ministry life. It wasn't something that you you seeked after it, but there was a pull to that because you saw the reality of it in people's lives. And, and I can say about you, which you won't say about yourself, but because of the way that you've served, because of the way that you've been involved and given yourself to ministry, God's opened doors for you to be able to lead lead ministry and things like the Pearl Sisterhood. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but just in terms of go- taking people to hospitals, being involved in deliverance, the prophetic, there's so much that you've become a, a kind of part of the furniture of. Um, and it's really awesome to see to see how God sets us up when we give ourselves to, to the ministry or to, to the kingdom. Um, when did you recognize that there's a call in your life into ministry. And I know when we talk about callings, people often think that it's you need to be a pastor or a whatever, you know, fivefold minister. And and in, in in many ways you will have that DNA in your in you, but we've heard that you have a day job, you 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 run a normal life, um, you're outside in the corporate world, but you're also very much involved here. When was that call kind of recognized or confirmed in your life? Oh, this is funny. When I was young, I, w- I grew up in a convent, and I was convinced that that I can <laughs> hardly imagine that. <laughs> 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 and I thought I, uh, I was called to be a nun. <laughs> so I think my whole life, uh, I knew that I was called to do God's work. I'd, yeah. I've, I just knew that I wanted to serve the Lord. Um, I've always had a real passion for children. 
um, abused children, um, different children. Mm. Um, and then my life turned out that, that I had a little girl and she is different. Um, and as I've grown, as I've grown in this church, as I've been mentored by amazing women that are in wo- women's ministry, mm. um, I started developing a real love for women. Um, and it's not, it wasn't something that I conjured up because mm. it wasn't there before. Yeah. I really think it's something that you catch and it's something of, of God's heart that, yeah. that he puts in your heart. Yeah. So uh, it sounds a bit strange, but th- the closer you move to the Lord, the more his desires are your desires mm. and his heart is your heart. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that I saw these women pray, Lord, break my heart for what is yours. Sure. Um, and it's something that Kerry often prays in, in prayer meetings. We shall say, Lord, break my heart for what is yours. Mm. And, um, one day I was brave enough to pray that. <laughs> yeah, dodgy prayer. <laughs> but <And> it worked. <laughs> that's what happened. So I can't say there was a moment that I, I realized I, w- I was called into ministry, but yeah. I'd always known, I've always wanted to serve. Yeah. Um, and the amazing thing about about this body, um, so is this the only body that I'm in, is that I feel I was ushered into ministry. Mm. Um, I'm I'm quite confident about what I can do in the workplace. I'm confident of my abilities. Um, and I can say, yes, I can do this and I can do that. Mm. In ministry, yeah, I, th- I think for, for me, I was ushered into ministry. I was invited into ministry. I was pulled into ministry. Mm. And other women that went before me made a way for me. Yeah. Um, so gaps were created. The Lord created gaps yeah. um, through people. Um, and I think that's why I do what I do because someone made a gap for me um, and it changed my life. Yeah. And now it's my heart to make to be able to, to make that. space and to make yeah. way for other women to walk in the fullness and the purpose of what God has for them. Yeah, it's it's so amazing to hear that because you w- in the beginning you mentioned, you know, you had this desire. You saw what people had and you wanted it and now you're saying... It, it came to pass because just of that desire and just of uh, positioning yourself in a place where you can learn, where you can grow. And in a many ways, your calling was kind of organically uh, um, developed. And, mm. and you just, it wasn't a one day I'm here, the next day I'm there. You, you moved into it, you gradually moved into it to where you still are moving deeper into it right now. Um, and, and, and that's amazing to see. And, and I, I know that what you do and I see what you do is, you are just uh, um, replicating that in the the ladies around you and in the opportunities that that where you are able to create, people can come alongside and and be a part of that. You mentioned a few things in in what you just said, in terms of what what your heart is for. What inspires you? What are you What are you passionate about? And it doesn't have to be just ministry stuff. But what what are you passionate about? Hmm. Yeah. I'm passionate about seeing people walk in healing mm. um, and that's healing physically and, and spiritually. Um, I'm passionate about seeing, I, I get extremely excited about seeing people delivered mm. um, from things that have held them back. And I'm really, really excited about seeing people um, grow and, and, and like I said, live in the fullness of what God has for them. So mm. I, I'm passionate about seeing people walk in their calling. Yeah. I think I get more excited about it than that. Yeah. <laughs> I really love it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we we love to see to see God work in people's lives. We love to see um, miracles in mm. people's lives. We love to see healing. 
So, I mean, that really, that excites me to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is awesome because that excites <laughs> me as well. So just when you say that, I light up because I love just seeing God touch yeah. people. It really is. My husband rips me off. He says, <laughs> I'm like a Holy Spirit chaser. Yeah. <laughs> but you it is. get a t-shirt like that. Is it? Uh, um, no, you don't. You should. Yes. A Holy Spirit chaser. Yeah. So I, b- I would be amiss if I didn't ask you um, something about the Little Fellowship. Um, you're the principal of the Little Fellowship, besides all the other things that you do and, and the day job that you run. Um, tell us about the school in broad terms. What is what is the heart of, of the Little Fellowship? We we understand or we recognize the importance in the church of, of growing our children, um, train a child in the way that he should go, and he won't depart from it. He will not depart from it. So that's really been our heart mm. is to is to pull children into into supernatural living. Um, I, I've been blessed with a Down syndrome little girl, and there and there weren't really resources in our town mm. for for um, for children that are different and, and children that are Down syndrome. So with the blessing of the church, we started little fellowship, yeah. um, and again Jan was was really instrumental in that um, in in setting that up. And she she started off as a principal, and when she moved to Dubai, again that gap was opened for me. Yeah. Um, someone ushered me in. Someone, yeah, I didn't sign up for it. It it kind of happened. Um, but we are different. We we certainly are not a run of the mill school. We unashamedly love Jesus. Um, we un- every every lesson, everything we teach is Bible based. Is based on on Jesus. When our kids get sick. Um, before we reach for a plaster, we lay hands on them. Wow. <laughs> <and pray for laughs> That's them. cool. <laughs> Sometimes we come and fetch you to come and pray for them. It's um, been a while though. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Which is good. It means other people are healing the sick. Yeah, Praise the God. kids are now praying for each other. Um, yeah, wow. So at the moment, we, are, we are, are encouraging our kids, those that want to, and obviously the parents that will allow it. Um, in the next few weeks, we are hoping to get to get word, prophetic word for all yeah. the kids. Sure. Um, we hope that by the time they're they're finished with us, they will know the Lord in a more intimate way. Mm. Um, we've had many kids that are baptized or choose to be baptized um, in the time that they're with us. Many of them go for deliverance. Mm. It's sort of very much a way of life. Yeah. Um, it's not a weird thing to give or receive a prophetic word, pray for healing, get deliverance. Um, we we want to make that so normal, so everyday, um, and and we recognise that that is different from yeah. other schools. Sure, oh, that was going to be my next question. You know, what makes the little fellowship so different? But everything that you just mentioned is what makes makes it different to any other school. Yeah. Maybe I should <laughs> ask, what are some of the similarities between the little fellowship as a, a, a preschool to it to other preschools in terms of the the education that you do? We follow the CAP syllabus, okay. um, just like most most other schools. Um, we obviously are, are a private school, but we make sure that our kids, especially those in grade R, are following a, a, a government syllabus yeah. and that they're 100% ready educationally for grade one by the time they leave our school. Okay. And, and we're very proud of our kids. We've got, we've got little classes, maximum of 15 in the class. Um, we don't take more than two children with Down syndrome in each class. Okay. Um, so at the moment we have five kids with Down syndrome. Um, we we could take a maximum of six. Okay. So it's a regular school with a few differences. Yeah. Uh, but the amazing thing, and yeah, I, I say this even though I have a child with Down syndrome, is that 
we've had therapists and people visit our school and they always leave um, or they or they leave a message saying it's so incredible to see the tolerance mm. and the love and the acceptance in the school and it's not something you can teach a child but when when regular kids grow up and mix every single day with children that that battle mm. in most areas um, there's a there's a kindness and a tolerance yeah. and a love that grows out of that that you cannot teach they literally they live it yeah they um, catch it they, they catch it yeah, yeah. I think I've shared this with you before, but I, I think it, it needs a mention here is that I've heard from um, authorities at Van Rubik Strand that the kids that come from the Little Fellowship are very, um, they're amazing. Uh, my English fails me there, but they just really are amazing and they, they slot in so well. They're well-mannered and they're very caring and warm towards other kids. And I think that speaks for itself. I think if you, you can punt a school or you can, you know, um, say what, what all the good things you can, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the result. The kids are the result of what you put in. And it, uh, it th that's a testimony to, to itself. So really, really can say that the Little Fellowship does an awesome job. And I'm excited to send my kids there Thank one day. You. Um, Thank you. We, we, really have, um, we, ha we really have the most incredible um, teachers mm. and assistants, godly, amazing, amazing women that yeah. that don't just um, talk the talk. They, they they definitely live everything that they teach. Yeah. And I know many of them on a on a personal basis. And it's it's not a dualistic life. This yeah. is what I'm like when I'm a teacher. But you know, weekends is another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they really live in kingdom Christ. lifestyle. Yeah, kingdom lifestyle. Um, and even and even in the time that I've known them. It's been such a joy to see these teachers grow in mm. Christ likeness sure. and in love. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's an amazing privilege to work with these amazing women. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Uh, so besides, obviously, being a principal as well, it, you we like we've mentioned, you head up the Paul Sisterhood as it's known now. Um, maybe share 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 a bit about what that's about. I inherited Pearl from Jan. Um, and those were and those are very big um, footsteps to follow in. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still sort of finding my feet there. I, I can't lie. Um, sisterhood's always been my baby. It's been the hospital visits. Yeah. It's been the safe houses. Um, it's been the outreaches. So that came a little more naturally to me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Lord is breaking things open, mm. um, especially in Pearl. Uh, we've got some exciting things planned this year. We've got retreats planned. Um, the Lord's definitely speaking to us about about pulling in teenage girls, mm. um, mentorship, um, parenting, that kind of thing. So I'm really, really excited about yeah. that. Um, so yeah, there's some exciting events coming up this year and things that the Lord's really stirring in my heart and, and pulling in women mm. um, to help because we, we can't do this on our no, own. No, you can't. <laughs> Ministry requires people. Yes. Um, and yes. obviously, you minister to women specifically. That's the Pearl Sisterhood. Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. the vibe. And, um, and children. Yeah. So our outreaches, as you know, Red Cross, we pray for the children. We mm. pray for healing for the children. But often it happens that the mom needs prayer um, yeah. and encouragement. And yeah. Maybe share some of those highlights. I've, I've had the privilege of, of going with you and some of the ladies to, to Red Cross. I went once or twice to Carl Bremer, uh, but it really is every time I, g I go there, I'm I'm touched um, just by 
the sheer brokenness of the world, but then also by how good God is and, and what he's able to accomplish there. Um, and, and like you've mentioned, that's just one of the opportunities that women can get involved with through Paul, through sisterhood. Um, if you don't mind, share one testimony or two that comes to mind of, of one of those hospital visits. Yo, I think I think the most radical thing that I've ever experienced in my life was, was at a safe house one night. Um, we take we took Reno with us um, and um Stan and a whole bunch of girls and what we what we usually do, did was we we had cell group mm. with um, with a group of women from a particular safe house that we visited um, regularly over three or four year period yeah and on this particular evening um, Reno was worshiping um, so there was quite a bit of focus on 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 worship and he just said. I feel supernatural deliverance here this evening. Mm. And I was like, okay, go for it. <laughs> Little did I know. Um, what was it going to look like? <laughs> <laughs> what was it going to look like? And we just experienced 15 women experience the love of Jesus in a radical, radical way mm. um, and experience deliverance like I've never seen it in my life before. Um, I, I really did need a Branavain after that <laughs> <laughs> session. <laughs> Um, there was there was one woman in particular, and when she walked in that evening, I thought that she was maybe maybe she was mildly mentally rot- retarded. Okay. Um, just in the way that she spoke and moved and dressed, and and we were at that same safe house two weeks later, um, and she was one of the women that had probably a, a more radical deliverance than anyone else in the room. Yeah. And. Her face, her everything changed. The way that she spoke, wow. the way that she walked. I mean, it was, she she was 100% normal. Wow, transformation. A complete transformation. Um, yeah, and that will that will always touch me. Yeah. It will always bring me to tears wow. and will always, yeah. It's amazing to see when God touches someone and you're just a witness. You're kind of yeah. an onlooker to the glory of God manifesting on a person. Absolutely, and it builds it builds your faith. Mm. Um, I've yet to to meet anybody that's gone into these places that are that are dark spiritually, and not see God's light shine mm. so brightly and be touched by what's going on, be yeah. touched by the salvations, be touched by. It feels to me, the darker the space that you're in, um, the brighter God's light mm-hmm. shines. Yeah, and yeah, I love that. I, that is something that I love about the the sister root side of things is just where you go um, because that that is in many ways my own art but I, I think that should be the art of the church is reaching those dark places and and often there's a fear connected to going into the darkness but we know the light mm-hmm. inside of us is so much brighter you just mentioned it and, and that testimony just testifies to that again it just affirms the fact that we cannot go somewhere with Jesus and glory break out um, yeah that should be a standard expectation um so that's so exciting i'm expecting more of those testimonies <laughs> very soon um just on that i mean obviously that's that's the main thing i suppose but w- what do you wish to achieve through these like hospital visits safe house visits and i know they particularly focus on women and children um, wh- what would you say is the this is the goal Ultimately, we want to introduce Jesus Mm. um, to people that are lost. Um, We always go for salvation. 
um, it's one of the first things that we ask. Mm. Do you know Jesus Christ? And if that person doesn't, um, we'll sit and we'll talk about the Lord and we'll share the gospel. Mm. Um, and, and we've been really, really, really blessed in the sense that the Lord has opened doors, softened hearts, and that we've been able to touch and reach people that that are in complete darkness. Yeah. Um, and they're in a vulnerable time in their lives. They're in hospital with their children or in hospital themselves. Mm. Um, and, and it's a space that you that you get quiet, that you're forced to sit or lie, um, and you have time to reflect and you and you realize just how fragile life is mm. and how much we need the Lord. So that's it's an amazing experience. Our faith grows. Um, my faith certainly grows. I'm blown away by it. It's it's generally quite wild <laughs> the yeah. stuff we bump into, um, but it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and the women that go grow. Um, you, you see them grow month after month as they as they really experience the radical power of Jesus. Mm. Sure, uh, uh, that really does. I, I don't, I'm not often speechless, but when I listen to that and I think about it, because I've been involved uh, to see some of those things happen, it really is it re- is beautiful to see happen. And I'm really, I want to see more of that. Um, and I'm, uh, that's something that I often say to guests that I, I want to be praying for, like your heart and the thing that God is laying on your heart to pray into these things. And I want to urge people to pray for for these ministries because it doesn't just happen. Um, there's so much that goes into it. There's people's lives at stake. Um, and we need to be praying for, for what God is doing just outside of the church as well, not just in, in the fellowship. But I digress again. <laughs> um I must just give honor, I must give honor to um, Joy Ministries. It's the ladies that knit yeah. and sort out clothes and that kind of thing. Mm. Without that, it, would, it, would, it wouldn't be as easy to get into the hospitals mm. because we go with gifts and that sometimes is our door. Opens um, the door. Opens the door for us to be able to pray. So it really is a, it really is a joint effort. It's mm. a, it certainly is a team effort. Yeah. Um, I, c- I couldn't do it alone, not even. Not by any stretch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's so true, and and they are awesome. Those those blankets. Yeah. Um, they they're prayed over, and they are they are blessed before they go out. Yeah. And yeah. So they they like those uh, balls, handkerchiefs yes. that they send for yes. healing. Yeah. <laughs> should be doing that. So I think often, if people had to listen to this conversation of ours, they they would say, "Well, you know that that sounds like it's that's meant for one person. Uh, you know, it's it's a specific person." And obviously, we acknowledge calling and we acknowledge gifting and we acknowledge specific paths in the kingdom. But just for for people listening that maybe feel like they want to get involved in in ministry, they they really have a heart. Like you had, b- I- you mentioned in the beginning, you saw things and you wanted to see, you wanted to have that in your life. But your lifestyle, in a way, you driving in traffic 6 a.m., you out, you back at 6 at in the and in the evening. Maybe your your life didn't look like that. But for for the general um, corporate working person, um, how would what would you say is a key to being able to to balance to say, well, there is a there is a pull in my heart to be a part of church life. How how would you encourage people to to make that sh- switch or to just jump into it? I don't know. What does that look like? I firmly believe um, everything in life is ministry. Um, Taking care of your kids is ministry. Um, Cleaning your house is ministry. Going Mm. to work is ministry. Um, I I don't see a difference between what I do behind a desk, behind a computer, um, and and what I do in the hospitals. I really don't. 
God's God's light has to shine out of me always. Um, at least that that's what I draw. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> so I think I take my hats off for the guys that move into corporates and the women that are in corporate because it's a it's a tough, tough, tough environment. I mm. know that. And I think it's it's much more difficult to pray for someone or encourage someone in that environment than what it is in a hospital. Um, so I think it's I think walking into into a bank or into a corporate and and shining shining your lights and giving a testimony um, around the canteen um, is as difficult, if not more difficult, than yeah. than praying for someone in the Red Cross. Yeah, sure. I think you nailed it there because so many people have this perception of ministry as inside the church. No. Um, and, yeah. and yes, that that's a part of it. But what you mentioned there is, is brilliant because where God has placed you right now is where your ministry is. Absolutely. There's sick people there. Mm-hmm. There's broken people there. There's lost people there. There's people that just need a hug or a smile. Um, or there's a quote that needs to go out. Um, and and in the way that we do these things, doing it unto God, I think you mentioned that, you know, I'm doing it with, with God in mind. I'm doing it with, this is my ministry. This is the way the light needs to shine. Um, so I couldn't have I couldn't have said it better because it is so true. To, to, to just the arm that mindset of, you know, I need to be at the Bible study at 9 a.m. Otherwise, I'm not in ministry i'm not doing ministry if you can do those things great praise god but there's so much more to ministry than the four walls of the church it certainly it certainly does help to be equipped um just in the sense we we have a lot of equipping ministries in the church we have a lot of courses that happen in the evenings um and and even for myself i never want to stop learning i Mm. never want to stop being equipped or getting equipped or knowing more and understanding more growing closer to the lord it just gives you a little bit of confidence um, mm. to step out and yeah. say, "Hey, you know what? I see you down today. Can can I pray for you?" Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the church is kind of the pit stop where you refuel, but then you yeah. need to go out the other six days or the other five yeah. or four hours. Yeah. Many days you get to spend at church. Um, yeah, there's so much more I actually want to ask you, but just do not go forever. Yeah, and uh, to and the other thing. Uh, I have to say that is to make sure that you are mentored by someone mm. or you're in a disciple, discipling, discipler relationship. We can make our own words here. Yeah, <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> Waldo. Um, <laughs> that's that's really important to be ac- accountable for. Yeah. For me, it's 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 been a it's been a big thing. So when I bump into something, um, which I often do, I, I can pick up the phone and say, "Whoa, uh, I need you to pray for me." Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then just w- what would you say w- is your biggest challenge in, in terms of daily life? Being on time. <laughs> Being on time. <laughs> well, you made it very close th- oh, with this oh, interview. Word. You're getting better. <laughs> I, I can like say that. <laughs> but honestly, is that is that your your biggest challenge? Yeah, I think um, I think my uh, um is, is not that great. Okay. I think I try and squeeze in too much in in too little time. Mm. Um, so either I'm too fast or I'm too slow. I can't figure it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I want people to get is that I think there's certain people that are just, they're always cramming stuff. They, they And you are one of those people. You do so much that often I think you would explode if, if anyone else had to take that load. So d- I believe that's part of uh, the gifting is to be able to juggle many things because it's not for everyone. 
it's not for everyone to be to be a mom to be working to be so involved in ministry and to do all those things um, i really believe that that is part of the calling is to be able to say well this is how god has wired me um, and i need to to utilize it for for the sake of the kingdom yeah but i do believe he calls everyone to ministry i, yeah. I, I don't think that they're just a few oh these people are in ministry i yeah. think every single christian Absolutely. that loves the lord and is spirit filled is in ministry yeah it just um, looks different just looks different yeah that's so true so do you have any new dreams brewing um that you would like to share anything that's just percolating below the surface <laughs> that y- that you you want to share yeah there there are a few there are a few things um that that the lord is busy revealing to me um and i'm and i'm having revelation on and and trying to understand, but I think, I think the thing that that is big on my heart and my husband's heart is, is just a dream that the Lord gave us in terms of in terms of adult children, uh, adults um, with disabilities mm. to create a space, a home, employment, um, for and I call them offlargimentis. I don't have a better word, yeah. um, but non-regular yeah. adults. So that. That's something I think about daily. Okay. Um, what it will look like, how the Lord will bring it to pass, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, as Kerry says, God always pays for the pizza He orders. Yeah, <laughs> so Amen I'm to that. Trusting that, <laughs> <laughs> and He will. And I, I fully yeah. believe that uh, that that Psalm that says, "God gives us the desires of our heart," and when it's like He He puts it there, but He also makes it happen. And and I believe if that's a godly desire that's something that serves people serves the kingdom represents jesus um, and so yeah definitely encourage people to pray into that and to pray for please, that please yeah <laughs> minion i want to thank you just for for taking some time out of your very busy schedule <laughs> like we've established to just share with us your heart and, and the things that you're involved with these interviews aren't just uh, random uh, you are an integral part of the body uh, and that's why I wanted to honor you and just have people get to know you as, as the person that you are and what you what you bring to the body and this specifically at the fellowship. So thank you so much. Thank you for those that have been listening. I really trust that you've been blessed and that as you've listened to me and myself that God has really spoken to you and encouraged you. So until next time. Bye-bye.